0: Meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Come down, O love divine, seek thou this soul of mine, and visit it with thine own ardor glowing. O Comforter, draw near. Within my heart appear and kindle it with thy holy flame bestowing. One of the most beautiful lines from all creation. (laughs) I'll just put it out there. And then another more simpler call on the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts in more plain English, but beautiful nonetheless. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Today, we celebrate Pentecost. We mark Pentecost. The coming of the Holy Spirit among the apostles, and followers of Jesus. This is Church 101, this holy feast. It's celebrated 50 days after Easter, including the day of Easter itself. And the name comes from the Greek Pentecostes, which literally means 50th day. So that's why their church is named Holy Spirit and not Pentecost, right? Not <laughs> in the Episcopal churches, anyway. In this feast day of the church, the events are foretold by Jesus in the first chapter of Acts of the Apostles, just before his ascension into heaven. While his followers were with the risen Christ, he tells them, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now, baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say to them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So, we celebrate Pentecost as the inauguration of the church's mission in the world. Again, this is sort of Episcopal Church 101, empowered by the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are to go out into our neighborhoods and the wider world, that is to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, to the outer loop, to um, places that seem so far away. Witnessing to the risen Christ. Witnessing to the risen Christ. A couple of months ago, towards the beginning of the bombing of Ukraine, there was this beautiful image of a cellist playing in the midst of rubble, playing Bach. In the midst of rubble and I don't know if I've conflated the story but I read somewhere that he in one interview pointed to the rubble around him and the, his action saying I believe in the resurrection that's why I'm doing this I believe I believe in the midst of rubble, I believe that we need to point towards the resurrection. What a powerful image of using your gifts to fly in the face of the destruction of the world and point towards the resurrection. Many of us, Celebrate Pentecost as the church's birthday. Right? It's also it's the birth of the mission of Christ into the world, but over the years it's also, you know, become known as the church's birthday. And if you think about a first birthday party, a first birthday party for a child, who is that birthday party for? Is it for the baby? who doesn't even know what's going on? No. It's for those who are doing the hard and loving work of raising the child. It is for those who do the hard work of loving that child, for those who did the hard work of labor, for those who will do the hard work of nourishing that child. And so when we remember the first birthday of the church, the coming of the Holy Spirit, of the church, Christ's disciple receiving the gift of the Spirit and being baptized by the Holy Spirit and fire, we think not of that early church necessarily, But we pray and celebrate and ask today for that spirit of the living God to be renewed in us. We who are doing the hard, loving work of raising up the church today. We who are doing the hard, loving work of loving the church today. Of we who are doing the hard work of laboring in the church, in the mission field today of we who are doing the hard work of nurturing the faith today. And we ask, we ask for renewal of the flames of hope in our hearts. We ask to celebrate difference. We ask to honor creation and not be dismayed. We ask to foster beloved community. And we ask to be sent into the world toward Jesus' way of love in this beautiful and messy world that it is so hard sometimes to love, in which it is easy to despair. But this Pentecost, we do not despair. We call on a renewal of the Spirit in our souls, our minds, and our bodies We call to be encouraged. We call on God once again to kindle the flames of hope, to remind us how to celebrate difference. And these categories are straight from a pamphlet on the Episcopal Church. This is not incendiary stuff I'm talking about. The flames of hope, celebrating difference, honoring creation, fostering beloved community. That is the statement of our wider church, sending people toward Jesus' way of love. That is what we are about. And today, after all of these strings of horrific tragedies of access To salt weapons, we pray, as the poet Adam Zagandwiski, translated by Claire Kavanaugh, put it, we pray that we may try to praise the mutilated world. To praise it. Try to praise the mutilated world, remembering June's long days, he wrote and wild strawberries, remembering the, the wild, beautiful things, the drops of, of wine, the nettles that methodically overgrow the abandoned homesteads of exiles. You must praise the mutilated world, the poet writes. You watched the styled yachts and ships. One of them had a long trip ahead of it. White, salty oblivion awaited others. You've seen the refugees going nowhere and you've heard the executioners sing joyfully. You should praise the mutilated world. Remember the moments when we were together in a white room and the curtain fluttered. Return and thought, think to the concert where music blared. You gathered acorns in the park in autumn and leaves over the earth's scars. Praise the mutilated world and the gray feather a thrush lost and the gentle light that strays and vanishes and returns. Spirit of the living God fall afresh on us. Two hundred and thirty-three mass shootings this year alone and in this mutilated world we must try to praise it and love it, and nurture it, and walk the way of Christ's love in it. And we're doing that in some ways here at Trinity. We have the beginnings of a memorial, ribbons or tulle, orange, outside of our columbarium we want to add to it. For any of you crafty folks, we can add strings of orange and the names of the towns where the destruction of the AR-15 occurs. And we wear orange to raise awareness for the end of gun violence. And we hold vigils, as we did two weeks ago, and we raise awareness, as we did with our panel on Honor with Care, and we pray, yes, and we march. We must try to praise the mutilated world and flan the flames of hope. so that the cross is not lost on this world, and neither is the resurrection. This is the day of Pentecost. And as Old Testament professor Rolf Jacobson wrote, We are called to welcome Pentecost. That the Holy Spirit may stir up new life in you, in us. And then he says, no, that's a little too tame. May the Holy Spirit rage in your heart like a fire, blow in your mind like a hurricane, and speak through you with the tongues of angels and mortals. What sort of things happen when the spirit life that exists between the Father and the Son gets poured out on God's sons and daughters? We hear from Romans that the pouring out of the Spirit brings forgiveness, new life, and frees us from the law of sin and death. We also hear that the spirit life of the triune God is poured out on us and it gives us gifts that allow us to walk the way of God's love. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretation, all gifts of the Holy Spirit along with faith, hope, and love. When the Spirit is poured out on us, its fruits start to grow in our hearts. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It does not include despair and apathy. On and on throughout the scriptures, we see the gifts of the Spirit Powerful gifts of the Spirit. But these gifts, these promises, don't come to perfect people. Meta Stamper wrote that they come to people who aren't always completely faithful or courageous. Already perfectly loving one another and the world boldly, already worshiping in spirit and truth, the spirit comes into confusion and fear. It comes into a place of, 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 of a little chaos, which has made us, makes us sometimes unable to grasp what Jesus or the Spirit would say to us and would have us do. And so we must listen more closely and act more boldly and love more fearlessly. Jesus makes a promise of the Spirit, emerging from the mutual love of the Father and the Son for one another and for us, We must love, and we have in the Holy Spirit an advocate who dwells in us, who will help us do the right thing, who will help us be renewed, who will help us walk in faith, who will help us make memorials and make noise, who will help us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. We pray, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Mold us, melt us, use us, inspire us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen.